It's gonna be a good day What would Jerk do? Hey, choose your own adventure podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm Eric. And we are here for another installment of our spooktacular spooktober? Spooktacular spooktober. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are going to continue our theme that we had um, stumbled upon in our last podcast with another spooky choose your own adventure book. Or hopefully it will be spooky. I hope so. I mean, it seems like it'll be at least scary a little bit, if not spooky. Right? Frightening. Frightening. That's the better. I mean, with the title like this. Right. One, one can only hope. hope. Yeah. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> All right. We're not the same person. Seems like we're already on the wavelength, Who says Chad. the same things together. Yeah, no, we've only done this a couple of times. Oh my gosh. Like, today... Today, <laughs> oh, see, when I said this, I meant like recording episodes for a podcast. Oh, right. But I mean, you're Just not wrong. Just in general, either. we do it a lot. I mean, look, guys, once you build a Lego Millennium Falcon together, oh it gosh, really you moves your relationship to the next level. We Just spent saying. this last weekend building the Millennium Falcon. It was, it was, a was time. amazing. It was a wonderful time. It's so cool. Not like the ultimate Millennium Falcon. Right, not like the super huge one that's just so monstrous that it, what would you even do with it? If no. anybody wants to buy that for us because you love our podcast so much. Christmas is coming up. Yeah. That's a great idea, That'd Chad. That'd be a great idea. Like if you guys wanted the Trivictrians, like start like a yeah, GoFundMe. The, for the, yeah, for the ultimate so Millennium Falcon. So that way we can have, or like the Lego Death Star. That way we could spend like four weekends building it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Fantastic. Good that's times. a good that's a good idea. And all of that time together only makes us better podcasters. That's true. Like so really what so Chad's really saying is like, this is for your benefit. It's all for your benefit. Yeah. So you're welcome in advance. Yeah. If you all decide to buy us the Lego Death Star or Ultimate Millennium Falcon uh set. Yeah. Uh just let us know if you need our address. Right. Yeah. Hit us up. Uh, we got a website. We got a Facebook page. We got a Twitter. We, we have an Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, wow. we're on we Instagram. We got an Instagram again. We should probably post something today. Yeah. You know? Like sure. take Like take a picture. Okay. All right. We're going to do that. Uh, but we're also, <laughs> for this episode, we will be reading Choose Your Own Adventure number 54, Forest of Fear. I don't like the way you said that. Oh, I was trying to be super scary. It was super right? scary. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. If you're scared already, you should be. Um, it has a nice alliteration, uh, so I always love that. It is written by Louise Monroe Foley. So I don't think we've had anything no, by Louise Foley. does not sound familiar. We have 17 possible endings to choose from and a very intriguing front cover, um, including a couple Native Americans. Um, a pot of gold, steaming gold, uh, a pine tree, a bear, and a fire tower in the very back corner. So what? this should be an intriguing adventure. At least there are no snakes. On the cover. Right. Yeah. That does bode well as far as no snakes in the story, but we'll see. Right. We'll see. Um, so shall we just, um, you know, get into this? Hack into it? Hack, hack into the forest of fear? Yeah. Or shall we just get lost in it? Get lost in the forest of fear? Yeah. I hope not. Me too. All right, but let's do it together, though. Well, naturally, yes. We always, we should do it together as Cherrick. Well. Yep. That was <laughs> a lot and quite intriguing. I mean, we got a lot of backstory. We did get a lot of backstory and some very and we read part of a book within a book. Yes, which it was, was weird. It is a book within a book. It's Bookception. Uh, um, yeah, yep, classic, classic, classic Bookception. Book we trope broke yeah. broke the fourth binding. <laughs> <laughs> we spiked the book. Uh, okay, so 
uh, our mother has decided to go to France for the summer because her company is sending her there. So that's kind of her and job, I guess. And then she decides to bring us with her because a summer in France for a young child would be like a cultural, like, great thing, you know, and would make us more well-rounded and... Well, you're not wrong, but she doesn't do that. Oh. She sends us off to live with our uh, Uncle Jason. At the beach. In an abandoned ranger station in a forest in northeastern Maine. That seems awful. It doesn't seem awful. It's. I mean, I like forests. And I've never been to Maine, so I'm intrigued. I've been Maine adjacent. Maine, you've been to Vermont? No. New Hampshire? No. Pennsylvania? No. <laughs> it's not even close to Maine. Uh... Right, where, what, Boston? Canada? Boston? That's not even close. It is really close. That is not even true. I could throw a rock into Maine from that Boston. That is not even true. Yeah. No, you need to look at your geography. You need to look at your geography. You need to look it's at your like geography. It's like a three-hour drive. Maybe. Maybe. That's still not very close to Maine. Anyway. <laughs> it's half the distance of Kansas. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Back to the story. I'm not wrong. We take... We t- we're going to find this out later. We take a bus to go visit Uncle Jason, who is a writer of adventure novels. Perfect. And so uh, we are on this bus, and for the laugh, for, for the laugh, for the last fifty miles or so, we are seated next to a man named Isaac Cairns. With a K. No, not with a K. With a C. But you said Isaac. Right. It has two A's. It's a, that means it's a long A sound. I understand Wait, that the, most people say Isaac. Like, that, hey, yeah, my that's friend's... that's how it's pronounced. Look, I have a best friend, okay? We've been friends for 20 years. His yeah. name is Isaac. And everybody calls him Isaac. And yes. it's just wrong. He, right. It ends with a C. So you're saying... It's two everyone A's. Everyone else in his long life, a including sound. his parents. No, 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 no. His mother. His mother will say Isaac. Because that's the way you pronounce it. I don't think you're right. I think, no, this time I know I'm right. I know I'm right. No. Two A's. Two A's make a long A sound. It doesn't make it an I. There's already an I, and it's the first letter of the name. It's not Isaac. It's Isaac. It's Isaac. I- Isaac. 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 <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> I can see how this pod's going to go. Karen. <laughs> I haven't even finished summarizing <laughs> the first page. Say crayon. 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 Right. It's not, it's not crown. Wheat. <laughs> Why am I saying what weird? Cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> okay. We're talking to Isaac on the bus. And we're uh. like, hey, have you lived here all your life? And he's like, yep, all 70 years of it. I was back here when the Indians ran these forests. Something like that. Indians. <laughs> no. Indians. Uh, got it. Native Americans. Not Indians. Uh, anyway, his best friend was part of this tribe. His name was Henry. And they grew up in the forest together. Um, and then when we tell him where we're headed, he kind of scowls. And he's upset that they pulled a ranger from this ranger station, and now just this random rider dude lives up there. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, why are you so upset? And he's like, well, there's going to be a crown fire that's going to take out the pines on the southwest slope. And we're like, well, how do you know that? And he says, it's been a hot and dry summer. Not much snow runoff from last winter. And then he's like, city folk don't know what they're doing up here, blah, blah, blah. He's a grumpy old man. So Got it. Oh, he also said that he'd shoot any stranger who goes beyond uh, Wolf Ridge if he could. Like, if he had his way, that's what he would do. So then he just, like, puts a hat over his face and falls asleep. I think Super that's a bit quickly. of foreshadowing. A little bit, yeah. He seems like, like an unfriendly fellow. But also, like, we're probably going to have to go past Wolf Ridge. Probably. And we could potentially get shot. Yeah. Um, so the bus pulls into, uh, it's called Ellison Store, and Jason is there to greet us. And he's got a beard now. Nice. Which we notice, because we're keen like that. Um, and then he points to his dirt bike and says, hop on! And so we ride on the back of Jason's dirt bike to the um, ranger station. Yes, that's what it's called. Through the dense forest. 
And the station is towering over hundreds of acres of spruce and pine trees, right? So we get there and we're like, hey, are there anybody else? Uh, is there anybody else around? And he's like, nope, Ellison, uh, the El like Ellison store is the closest place uh, nearby. That's where the closest people are. And so like he takes us up all the flights of stairs uh, to get to the top of this tower. And we enter the top and like there's two rooms that he sequestered off with these screens. So he's like, there's your room. Here's mine. They're just cots, essentially. And there's like a an old sink without any taps and then like a little two burner stove super um small and not very homey there's one couch in the middle of the room and then a typewriter set up on a card table thanks mom and right <laughs> and he's got a two-way radio and binoculars and he's like my link to the outside world uh and we're like kind of just perusing through the very small space that we're now going to be living in and we see the typewriter there and, he, and we're like is this your new book can I read it? And he says, not now. It's bad luck to show a manuscript before it's finished. Preach. Yeah. And we're like, okay. But the single paragraph we read kind of freaks us out. And I'm going to quote the text here because it's very important. Yeah. The paragraph in his book that he's writing is, a crown fire will take out all the pines on the southwest slope. It's been a hot, dry summer. Not much snow runoff from last winter. And we are like, Whoa! Whoa! That's Isaac's words verbatim. 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 Uh, but Jason wrote this down, apparently, before we arrived, right? And so he repeats, like, you can read it when it's finished. I'm going down for some water. So he leaves. And naturally, being the curious young lad that we are, we go right back to the typewriter and read Bingo. more of this book. Um, the title of it is The Spirit Tree. And it's a story about how there was this tree deep in the forest um, that remained the same from year to year, despite fires and floods that destroyed, like, almost everything else around it, this tree would remain. And the Indians from the area believed that this tree had supernatural powers and could give them supernatural powers to see into the future and powers to travel into the past. So think of this tree as, like, a DeLorean, if you want to. Uh, or... That ninja thing. The ninja thing? Remember when we were a ninja and we could oh, use our stuff to go yeah. backward and okay. forwards in time? Yeah, part of our ninja skills. Like key? Right, yeah. Or like that. Um, so it could be used for like evil or good, and the spirits would wait patiently up in the branches until it was the right time to possess bodies of those who kept vigil um, or who passed in its shadow. Come again. So, like, there are spirits that live in this tree. Ghosts. And if they want to, maybe, yes, they can possess you upon their uh, desire. Ghost um, tree. Kind of, yes. That can possess you. Can you. Sure. Yeah. In a book. This is all just fictional in this book that he's writing, right? Right. 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 Oh, right. Not so, real. Like, Not no, real. You're right. You wouldn't pick the pine cones. You wouldn't cut the branches because that's just some bad juju. And the elders of this Indian tribe would often consult the tree to try and make wise decisions and yada, yada, right. yada. But this is all made up. Right. Made and up in stories. this story, there was one young man who was in contention for the leader of the tribe with his cousin. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wasn't really satisfied. And he was like, if the tree shadow can bestow on me the gift of past and future, I can surely just like take a piece of bark and stitch it into my moccasin. And it would give me even greater power to overthrow my cousin. So he reached up with a sharp rock and cut off a piece of the bark. Seems like a bad idea. And then uh, we hear Jason returning, so we, like, try to scramble away and not be obvious that we read it. But he comes ah. in, and he immediately knows. He's like, do you want to jinx this book for me? And then we're like, but look, this is super weird. Like, we point to the spot where we read this, what Isaac said verbatim. And we're like, it's almost as if you have some psychic power because he said the exact same thing on the bus to us on the way here. And Jason just shrugs it off. He's like, coincidence. I know, Isaac. I just He's been spouting that garbage for months. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, I borrowed his name for the book and yada, yada, yada. Like it was like, his dad's name and his dad's Everybody dad's knows like that everybody. the snow runoff was not good from everybody last winter. And yada, yada, yada. And if he's like some... Uh, elder men that i know they tend to tell the same stories over and over again right absolutely yeah like so the On thing repeat. he said us broken is record the exact he just says same it all the thing time. that he will say to anybody he Absol comes across. yeah surely it's just coincidence yes 
And so we're like, will you tell me more about it? And he's like, no, you, did you read the whole thing already? And we're like, no, no we no, didn't. We didn't, we didn't Just do tell that. us more about what happened to the boy when he sewed the thing in his thing. And so then we say, did you make up the tree? And he says, good heavens, no. I heard it from Henry, an old Indian who had been out in the cabin, who, who has a cabin out by the road, sorry. So like this old yeah. Indian named Henry um, has this cabin. And then we were like, oh, Isaac told us about Henry and how they used to be best friends when they were growing up. And Jason just kind of tells us to shut up and stop thinking about it because he doesn't want to jinx his book. Right. Well, so we do. The book that he's apparently stolen from everyone around him. Yeah, well, you know, he's apparently run dry a little bit of ideas. So that night we go well, to bed. Like most of Hollywood. Well, that's the truth of it. Anyway, um, I won't. Get on that soapbox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's just, I'm, I'm so close. Okay. So close. Sorry. It's fine. Sorry. But so, they just, no, they're redoing no, Murphy Brown. No, Why? No. <sighs> no. We could go on this tangent for hours. I'm going to stop you right now. Okay. We're wondering, <laughs> as we're like trying to sleep in bed, like how Jason knew exactly what Isaac said to us. Is he psychic? Could it have something to do with the powers of the spirit tree? And we're positive something weird is going on around here. So we think maybe we should find this Henry fella and ask him about the tree. Bingo. And how does the legend end? Yep. And we know that Henry could tell us. Uh, our other choice is to sneak back to the table and try to read the rest of the story right now. So if we decide to find Henry in the morning, we turn to page 51. Or if we decide to try and finish to read the... I'm sorry. If we decide to try to finish reading the story now, turn to page 73. Wait, where's Jason? Jason's asleep in his in his little sequestered sheet room. Ah. So he's right there. Right there. Right there. Gut reaction? Yeah. I kind of just want to go talk to the source. I mean, I feel like it's a better idea. Every writer will add their own flourishes, mm. whether they've blatantly mm. stolen this or right. not, right. right? Well, and I think it's kind of a safer bet. Not that our uncle's going to, like, kill us or anything, but if he finds us reading his manuscript... He's not going to be happy. And this is the beginning of a long summer with him. So I don't want right. to, I think like getting started off on the right foot would be Do a good Do you think he would uh, like ship us to France to live with our mom if we made him angry? Probably not. I can't see that happening. He, I don't, I get the feeling that Jason uh, doesn't have a lot of money. Like he's maybe not a very successful adventure writer. Which is Got maybe it. why he's, like, taking this well-known folklore story and trying to make some money off of it. Sure. I just can't imagine that anybody who lives up in an abandoned fire tower is, like, super rolling in it. So I don't think that he'd have, like, a couple grand to, like, ship us off to France to be with our mom. You know well, I, mean? I bet he'd make our mom pay for it. Well, I bet that's probably right. But then, like, she wouldn't be happy about it. And, like, she wouldn't want us to be there. So but then we'd probably just get shipped France, back. Then. I don't think that that's where this is going to go. Damn. In any sense of the word, I don't think that um, we're going to ever get to France in this I book. I just really want to go to France. I, I know you do, but we're stuck in Maine in a big forest of fear, okay? <sighs> Live with it. I still, I think we should ditch Jason in the morning. Go see and this go Henry fella? find this Henry feller. I'm with you. Let's do it. Like, it seems like reading the book... One, he hasn't even finished it. Right. So we won't even get to know the ending. Right. So Maybe we know what happens. Right. Maybe we just get like a little bit more. Yeah. Henry seems like the guy who has the answers. Well, you know, he's like 70 years old. He knows what's happening or what's happened. I bet he's the guy on the front of the book. I bet you're right. I bet he could even lead us to the tree. Ooh. You know? Hey, yeah, that tree's totes real. Totes. Jason even admitted it. Jason wouldn't lead us there, but Henry would. You know? Mm. What if we sold some bark in our moccasins? That's what I'm talking about. The Get power some... to travel to the past or the future, we baby. We have that, but whatevs, you know. Time traveling warlock and all. That's fair. Momentary lapse of reason. <laughs> so, let's do it. Yeah, let's go Let's go find Henri. Henri, uh, by turning to page 51. This took an unexpected turn. And yeah. unexpected in the fact that I did not expect it. Isn't that like the definition of unexpected? Right. Okay. 
But just, you know. Right. Overemphasize. Absolutely no. Like um, this was I did not ex- in the I did realm not expect of my this thoughts either. of like this is what might happen next. Well, that's why these books you know. are so great, man. You just never know. You never know. Louise really threw us a curveball here. She did. She did. Um, so here's what happened. Okay. We need an excuse. You know, we need to make up an excuse to go to Henry's cabin. So we asked Jason the next morning if he needs anything from the store. And he's like, yeah, go get me like this and this and this and like in the mail. He's like, all right, when you go there, just go down to the road and turn right. All right, got it. Done. Piece of cake. So we go down to the road and then we turn left. <laughs> Naturally. So, well, because we know we didn't pass any cabins when we were coming here from the store right. yesterday. So it's and we wanted be to, to find Henry, left. so it has to be to the left. Yes. So we go to the left and then we come across this like old, somewhat abandoned, looks abandoned kind of cabin. Mm-hmm. And we knock and we call out. We're like, hello, anybody home? Henry. Henry. Henry, you're there. And so um, we, nobody answers. So we just go inside, you know, uh, the door's unlocked. And uh, we noticed this, uh, first off, it looks like nobody's been here in ages. Eight, like, mm. forevs. Mm. You know? And we notice on the wall this drawing of, a, of the spirit tree. A, it's the same a drawing. Draw, a drawing. Yeah, it's the same drawing that was on the front of Jason's book. Okay. Like etched into the side of the cabin. What's a what's a drawing? You know, it's like when you take a piece of paper and a pencil and you like draw you use something. it to draw. Right. Um. You know, some a likeness of something else, and then you hang it up, and you're like, "Look at my pretty drawing." Drawing. Yeah. It keeps changing. I'm confused. But keep going. Okay. Isaac. Anyway. Sounds pronounced. Isaac. You're adding an R in a word that doesn't have two R's. Whatever. Just saying. Um, anyway, we're hanging out in the cabin, and then we hear somebody yelling. Uh, they're calling out. They're like, hello, is anybody home? And instead of being like, yes, I am in your house, please don't shoot me, mm-hmm. what we do is hide under the bed. Naturally. Natch. And then we hear this guy call out. We're like, and he's like, hey, keep it down there, Fred. And uh, and and the two of them kind of get in a little bit of an argument. So, well, you know, yada, yada, yada. Fred and his buddy Stan are recently escaped convicts from a prison in Boston. And they've come to Maine fleeing the cops. So Chad's Chad's being very nice right now. I did look it up and remember how I told him to to like look up his geography? Yeah, I'm pretty good at geography. Turns out um, that was my mistake. I'm going to swallow my pride on this one. Uh, Boston's <laughs> very close to Maine. Yeah. I spitting distance, as we would say. I have mistakenly west. remembered that Boston was in Maryland, which is not true at all for right. anybody else who thinks that. A thousand percent false. Of which I'm sure there are many. Maryland, Massachusetts, very different states, not even close to being the same. Think anybody so, in Massachusetts who you told Boston, anybody in Boston, you were like, I thought that was in Maryland. I'm pretty sure you'd get beat. Well, yeah, because they live in Boston, Chad. Mm-hmm. Th- that's very obvious to them. For someone who's never like lived really on the East, well, that's not even true either. Well, crap. I now I just have no excuses. Oh, you have lived on the East Coast? Well, I, lived in, I lived in New York City for a little while. Oh, really? But did I ever make a trip to Massachusetts? No. But if you did, would the train go north or south? It would go north. <laughs> and it would take me very close to Maine. Yeah. If I wanted to take a trip from Boston to Maine, I could do it very 
easily and fairly quickly. You could, like, walk there. Now, there's no need to linger any longer on this. No, I was going to blow right by it. I know you were, but I needed to set the record straight so people didn't think that I was just a moron and didn't learn anything out of this whole ordeal. I learned from my mistakes, and I apologize for um, calling your geography out as poor because it was clearly mine. So I think you should apologize to all of our listeners in Boston. Bostonians, are many. I'm really sorry that I thought that you were south of New York City and in Maryland, closer to Washington, D.C. I am sorry that I have maybe insulted you and your habitation uh, in the city that you live and the area <laughs> that you are, which is near Maine. So please accept my apology and don't hate me forever. Great. It was a mistake and I have learned from it. I'll text all of our listeners and see if they accept your apology. You don't even have any of their phone numbers. I do. Shut At up. At least four or five. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of town. I do. They're my friends. Okay. That's what they would say to me. Anyway, back to Fred and Stan. Right. So we took a little detour Escaped there convicts. Through Maryland. On the Back run. in Maine. And um, they're escaped convicts. They fled from Boston to the forest here in Maine and stumbled across this abandoned cottage. And they're like, okay, step one, we need food and we need money. And so they, of course, noticed when they were fleeing the uh, general store, right? Right. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Mary? What? Yeah, but the name, whatever. That's Ellison. the store. Ellison. Ellison store. Ellison store. Yes. Her name is Mary Ellison and it's her store. And it's her store. So they noticed Mary's store. And, uh, and they're like, I think, you know, that store closes at like six, which like most stores in small towns do. Like if you've never lived right. in a small town, like that's just a thing. Like you can't get anything after six o'clock. And, uh, and they're like, we could go back there at night and rob her and take her money and get food. Easy, cheesy, lemon squeezy. Yes. Uh, and they're like, even if she, even if she's there, she's like 90 you know, so no problem. Never underestimate an old lady with a shotgun. That's kind of what I was thinking. But so we hear all this hiding under the bed, right? And uh, and Fred is like, which a, turned out to be a good choice. I mean, really, retrospect, we yeah. probably would have gotten killed. We would definitely; these convicts would not have hesitated to murder us, probably. Anyway, um, so we hear all this from under the bed. And Fred tries to take a nap, and Stan's like, we don't have time to take a nap. We need to get firewood for the stove. It gets really cold here at nighttime. So they leave the cabin to gather firewood for the stove. Perfect. And we sneak out of the bed, and now we have a very important decision to make. Which is? Well, we could, one, go back to the cabin and find our Uncle Jason. You mean back to the fire? The fire, the yeah, the place in the which we station. live, yes. the ranger station, and tell our Uncle Jason, like, what's up, and we'll probably have to, one, like, confess that we didn't go to the store, and we went searching for Henry's cabin, and we lied to him this morning, whatever, but, like, hey, you know, like, it's important, they're gonna go kill Mary Allison. No, they're not gonna kill her, they're, they're gonna, gonna rob, rob her. her. store, yeah. and if she's there, she's probably dead. Why would she be there? It's after six o'clock. Maybe she's doing inventory. Maybe that's when she does the books, because during the day, she's too busy running the store. Okay. Or we can go straight to Mary's store and just warn her directly. I like that idea. You do? Yeah. We're, like, cutting out the middleman, which is her uncle. But they're, like, adults who are convicts, and we are a child. Right. And she is a 90-year-old woman. Right. So would it not maybe be better... To have a grown man with us. I mean... I'm just throwing that out there as like a thing that we should probably think about. I don't think that we need to think about that. Power in numbers. Look, no. They, these convicts are getting firewood to build a fire to stay warm tonight, right? So they're going to be in the cabin for at least a couple hours. Maybe, but they're going to go back at night to like... Right. Shanker. So we have enough time to get to the store, tell Mary... Get the police involved, which will be closer to the uh, store the than they would be the than the ranger station, them. and then everything will be fine. Because look, either way, like Jason's a writer, 
isn't his first instinct going to be to go to the police too? He like lives off the land, man. Right, but he doesn't know anything about fighting off ex-convicts or escaped convicts. They're not even ex-convicts. He has like natural gumption. No, probably. No, you're making that up. You don't even know that. You don't even know that. You don't know that he doesn't. I, that's fair, but that's, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a leap of faith, you know? Or is the thing going direct? He's like dire- the only person going, we know up here. What? The, I, we don't need to know anybody. We just need to go tell her that these dudes are going to come try and steal from her. You don't think she wouldn't? I mean, we're pretty trustworthy looking. They would, she would believe us, right? We're a child. Everybody trusts children. Yeah, exactly. Except maybe if it's a kind of ridiculous tale that might be hard to believe Mm. which this is not not that at all all. no no yeah it is a little bit yeah do you really want to go back to jason no i was just trying to make sure we considered both options equally that's legit okay but i think that we should still go to mary first yeah no that's what i wanted to do this entire time well, you were really good at sending me in circles. Well, well I just want to make sure that we, like, weigh the pros and cons. You know what I mean? Like, the, maybe one of us would have said something. <laughs> we're going to weigh the cons? Good one. Yeah. That was all you, man. Good one. Yeah. I set you up for it. You That's true. Swoosh. It right down. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's go warn uh, elderly Lady Mary. Let's do it. Okay, bye. Well, 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 we run out of the cabin and we like sprint all the way to Ellison's store, right? And like we get there, we're out of breath and we open it up, we walk in and we're like, are you Mrs. Ellison? And she says, who wants to know? And we're like, well, it's, it's us, it's Cherick and, um... We live with our Uncle Jason up in the fire tower, or the ranger station. She's like, oh, that crazy old rider fella. I haven't seen you around much. And we're like, well, you know, we just just came here for the summer. Like, we've been here less than a freaking day. And um, But we're like, lady, you're going to get freaking robbed. Yeah, you're going to get robbed. And she's like, what? Who would rob my store? Nobody around here And you're like, us, right now. Give me the money, bitch. I wasn't going to try to. You cursed, not me, for the record. Okay, well that that one's on me, but it just seemed like a good a good time. No, for, it did, but for... I was trying not to curse. I've been doing a pretty good job. Yeah, you haven't done it once. Uh-huh. I'm impressed. I, well, I I have now cursed, so there's that. And uh, Eric one, Chad zero. That's right. Write it down, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> just that's I, two. Now I can't stop. Uh, <laughs> it's like a runaway train, bro. So she doesn't really believe us. And we're like, come on, come on, come on. Like, they're going to come rob you. They're ex. They're not ex. I keep saying they're ex convicts. They're convicts. They escaped from prison. They've come up to Maine. They run away. Now they're going to. They want your money and your food. And she's like, do you want a job? We're like, lady. <laughs> yeah, a job? Are you paying? Yeah. Are you even listening to us? Paying attention? Like, and you're going to get robbed. Right. But she doesn't really care. And she leads us over to this window. And she's like. Look, I'll pay you $5 if you will stack all this wood that's by the window up into a nice little stack. Pile. Pile. Stacky pile by the building. Something like that. And we're like, well, we could use $5. But but you're missing the point, lady. Lady. Yeah. You're going to get robbed. Like, call the police, would you? And she's like, can't do that. Phone got hit by lightning, or you know, the whatever, the, whatever, the, the yeah, something, whatever it is, got hit by lightning, and I told the bus driver to let the people know, but I guess he forgot, so I can't call nobody. And then, <laughs> then she goes to the back, and she comes back with a shotgun, like Bingo. I said. So Bingo, saw that one coming. Old lady with the old, shotgun. Yeah, don't mess with an old lady with a shotgun. And she's like. Guess I'll just have to get through me if they want to rob my store. And, um, or, well, she asks us how we know all of this. And we tell her about yeah. how we hid in, yeah, in, we the hid cabin. in the cabin. We're looking for Henry. And, exactly. And then she's like, well, Henry hasn't been in that cabin for over a year. He went back to the forest. Good to know. Hey, 
That's something we didn't know a minute ago. That's something we did not know a minute ago. Absolutely right. So, like, Henry has been in the forest for a long time, which is why that cabin looked like it had been abandoned for so long. Sure. All the pieces are coming together. Um, but then, like, you know, she's like, look, I got the shotgun. If it can stop a black bear, it can stop some crooks. Now, are you going to help me with the wood or aren't you? Can't stand around gabbing all day. And so we like, we're like, uh, we yeah. could, I mean, we really could, like, we're, we don't have anything going we're on. We're thinking like, you're kind hard. Of running a store right. with nobody in it. Right. So we're like, we hate to leave her alone with two convicts on the loose aiming to come rob her. But if we go back to the ranger station, we could use Jason's radio to call for help. Right. Like we could call the popo. Right. Of course, them cherries and berries. If we do leave now and head back to the station, we do run the risk of meeting these convicts somewhere in the forest. But they don't know us from Adam, man. They what don't. do they want with the little they kid? Do. I don't know. I don't know. But there is just the off chance that they could, you know, kill us. Take us hostage or, or something? That. Who knows? Anything's possible. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Anything goes in these books. Anything goes. So. If we decide to stay with Mrs. Ellison, we turn to page 88. Or if we go back through the forest, turn to page 32. Chad, what do you want to do? Should we stay or should we go? No. Yeah, uh, classic <laughs> CYOA choice you know, here. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. That a classic that was, a, that was like a, that was a chapter one running <laughs> joke right there i know i'm bringing it back i love it throwback um sunset tour chapter two <laughs> bringing back the hits <laughs> bring it all back home baby just uh, like bobby d here's what i think we should do what should we do i think we should stay make five dollars mm. And make sure this old lady doesn't get into something she can't handle. I, uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good, that's a good option. Look, if we did go back to the forest, and if we did make it to the ranger station, and if we did raid the police, so what? The police never help in these books. They never help. They're never the useful. The police are worthless. Plus, they're probably so far away that they couldn't possibly get there in time. Right, exactly, yeah. And, like, we're, the ranger station is six miles away or more from this store. So, so like, we we're going to be running our butt off to get back even there if we're running to raid the police. Generously, right? Ten minute miles, right. let's say. Well, you know, we are a a um, energetic young fellow. Sure, but it's six miles, like right. And we're not fully grown, so like we don't have we have tiny er legs. Eric sized legs here, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Eric's really tall, parting the kimono a little bit. That's true. The part parting the extra long kimono. Ugh. <laughs> Things like a tablecloth. Ah, but it's so lovely. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's going to take us a while to get back a, to the range A Ranger solid station. hour. Yeah, at least. Probably more. What? Oh, it's going to take us more. It's going to take us more. Six miles, ten minute miles, if we keep the pace. Okay, well, that's old math. Ten minute miles is pretty fast, though. Right. I mean, if we're, you know, we got some adrenaline going, like you said. We got okay. youthful exuberance. Okay. okay, nope, I'm with you. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to stop questioning you. I learned my lesson. Math's my thing. So is geography, apparently. Yeah, I was really good at those. I have got nothing. Nothing! Um, so we're going to stay with this old lady. We should stay with the old lady, gonna though, stay, right? We're going we're to stay with Mary. Like, it, just going to get Jason, we should, if yeah. we were going to do that, we would have done we that the done last the first choice. Time. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. We're not, we don't want to call the police, because they never help. Is there anybody who lives closer to the store than Jason? That's <laughs> what the question we should have asked was. Yeah, we don't know that. Right? Like I guess I guess like Henry would have lived closer, but Andre. he's not he's not in his cabin, so maybe nobody does. I mean somebody's gotta be around, otherwise she wouldn't have this. What store about here. Isaac? Isaac. Potentially. Yeah. I wonder if we will circle around to him later. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> Isaac Isaac Isaac. Uh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna stay. <laughs> We're going to stay and not go, so we're going to stay <laughs> and turn to page. Uh, so eight. what are we going to do again? We're going to stay. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what we decided? We're, yes, we've decided to stay with Mrs. Ellison, also known as Mary. So we're going to stay with Mary and turn to page 88. We're staying. 
All right. Well, we got this. Yeah, we Not got a it. No problem. No, no biggie smalls. Okay. So here's what happened. We tell Mary that we're going to stay, that we could use the five bucks and not a problem. We actually sing it to her. Mary, we are going to stay, going to stay, going to stay. Mary, we are going to stay to save you from the crooks. Yeah. And then she shoots us for being a smart ass kid. Bang, 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 bang. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> That's the, yeah, end of, that's the end of that song. That's the end of that song because yeah. we got shot because we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, but then she does something very surprising. What? What? Yeah. This old lady is not. She's not without her tricks. She's got some upper sleeves. Yeah. And so, first thing she does, she opens up the cash register. Ding. And. Uh, Takes out the cash drawer, mm. hands it to us, mm. and says, go bury that in the wood pile you're about to make. So even if they come, I ain't got no money. And so we're like, hmm, okay. And, and we're like, what if people come and you have to like, you know, make change and crap? She's like, no, no change today. No customers. It's the river race day. Nobody's coming in here. Oh, that's where everyone's at. So, uh, first off, the F, Jason. Yeah, why aren't we at the river race? Why aren't we at the river race? Or why didn't you at least tell us that it was happening right. so we could go have a good day? Yeah, like that sounds like fun. And it only comes around like once Instead, a year Instead, you're like, why don't you want, why don't you just send us to the store for more like freaking paper in the mail? Well, to be fair, that was our idea. But he could have at least He could have been like, oh, race. well, if you go to the store, you should really swing by the river race. That's kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and then you wouldn't really have a lot of fun. Right. But you he, could, he here, a, take the he dirt bike. He doesn't care about such things. No. He's such, Ooh, yeah. so involved dirt bike. Yeah. in his own head. Anyway. Ugh, so we take it. We take the cash drawer, which I have a thought on in a minute. Money, money, money. And we bury it in the woodpile per Mary's instructions. Money. But then the thought occurs to us, what if we didn't bury it in the woodpile and we hid it somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And when Fred and Stan come to steal the store. To steal the whole store? Yes. Damn. When Fred and Stan come to steal from the store. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> they, we like meet them off, cut them off at the pass and say, hey, I already stole the money. Here you go. Just like in the Westerns. You know, you're like, hey, just take the money. Here's right. the money. Yeah. Here you I go. have it. I have it already. The old lady gave it to me because she's crazy. Because she trusted me. And, uh, and here you go. And, uh, let our pass. Ne'er meet again. Mm, well said. Thank you. Uh, and so we're like, but if we do that, does that like make us an accessory to a crime? Like mm-hmm. we're pretty much robbing the store. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, if they go in there and there's no money, they could get really pissed and like try to rough Mary up and she might shoot them and people might die. Convicts. Convicts, hey, convicts are people too. You're yeah. not. Okay. You're not wrong. All right. But look, a life is a life. All I'm saying is, if you're gonna try and rob someone's store, like you kind of gotta know the potential consequences of your actions. So, our choices. Great. If we decide to take the cash drawer from the woodpile and hide it somewhere else, turn to page eighty. Mm-hmm. If we decide to leave it there in the woodpile, hidden per old lady Mary's instructions, we turn to page three. Right. Uh, here's my alternate choice three that is probably the smarter choice. But, but that's not actually an option? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would have left like 10 bucks in the cash drawer mm-hmm. and like taken the rest of the cash out and right. hid just the cash and not the drawer. Right. And then they come in to steal and we're like, Been a slow day. Like middle of nowhere forest store. I don't have any money everybody's down at the river race yeah like nobody's been in today i've made zero dollars you want to make some good money go pickpocket all those peeps yeah i want to make some good money go run a racket at the river race man oh that's good that's good 
racket at the river race. I love it. Chad. Yeah. What do you want to do? Well, could we not? Like, I don't, I don't understand the purpose of, like, us putting it somewhere else. Like, we still know where the cash drawer is. Yeah, it would be really hard to get to with all the wood stacked over it, that's all. Oh, okay, I guess I see that point. Um, I think we should do what she says. I think that if we did give it to them, we would most certainly be an accessory to a crime, <clears throat> potentially facing some jail time in Maine, where we do not want to be. Shawshank. You think it'd be like the Shawshank Redemption? No, Shawshank's in Maine. Oh. Really? Totes. That's where the movie's set? It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. Shawshank Prison's in Maine, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Stephen King does write a lot of his stories in, like, the Northeast because yeah, that's, that's where to, he lives. Yeah, because he has to go up, you know, to a, a hayfield in Buxton. And there's a stone wall. At the end is a large oak tree. At the end of that wall is a stone which has no earthly place being in a hayfield in Maine. <laughs> it's volcanic glass. <laughs> I've left something there for you. The only thing that could have made that better is if you had like done a uh, Morgan Freeman impression for the whole thing. You want, you want to go well, that wasn't that? Morgan Freeman who said that. That was Andy. Oh. Well, still, you know, would have made it better. Just yeah. saying. I mean, who tries <laughs> to uh, Im imitate what's his what's his name name? You know, whoever that actor was. Andy Dufresne. That's that's the character. What was his? name? I don't even remember. See, nobody remembers. Everybody remembers what Morgan Freeman's name is and what his voice sounds like. Nobody remembers what his name is. I really should, though. We really it's kind of bothering me. He's really good. We'll um, think of it later. We're yeah. not going to look it up for sure. No, it'll come to us. Um, yeah, I think so I think we'll that we should follow it, the rules. I think leave it I, where yes. it is. Let's trust Mary. This old lady has. Let's trust her shotgun. Been through this more than once, probably. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, middle of nowhere country store. We have no reason to go against her wishes. It is her store. It is her cash drawer. It's her money. It's. Can her we shotgun. Take the five dollars and skedaddle. Let's do a little bit of honest work first, Chad. We stacked the wood pile, like she said. We did. Yeah, sure. The drawer's buried in it. Well, that's that. We have to choose that. No, no, no. We've done that. What? Yeah. We accomplished that. Yeah. Oh. I, uh, I mean, or we will within like a sentence of the next. Well, page. that's that's what I'm saying. Like. You know, we only deserve $5 if we accomplish the task. She paid us $5 for stacking the wood. We can still stack the wood. Just maybe right. the cash drawer won't be in it. But it will be, because that's the choice that we're choosing, right? Yeah, okay. Fine. Okay. So we're going to leave the cash drawer in the, in the pile of wood. I still think we should have left the drawer, taken the cash, and like left a, a moderate amount of cash in there. That's not an option. I know, but it was. Don't you agree that I, would have been a smarter I 100 percent concur that that would have been a good choice, right? So she loses like maybe twenty bucks, right? And she gets to keep the rest, and they right. make money and like give them some food, whatever, dude. Right. No, I agree, but that wasn't an option, also, so we can't like, really do that. Shoot him with a tracer dart, or with a shotgun. Sure. I mean, look, take him hostage. We could just blast her legs. Flipped off. the script on the convicts. You came to rob me. Guess what? I'm going to rob you now, bitch. Yeah, I'm going to rob your pants off, one. bro. That was one for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You said it. I did. That's okay. I said another word earlier. I'm, I'm at three. All right. So. For the um, record, it's only on-air cursing that counts, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, great. Yeah, nobody hears if we curse during the reading bits because we don't ever air those. Oh, that would be like a fun segment, though. But then we would be plagiarizing. Copyright infringement, I Cop think, is that's, where you're going. That's fair. Yeah, we didn't write anything down. Whatever. You want to admit what I stood. Uh, anyway, stop distracting me. You're so distractful. Is it my sex body? Mm, partially. <laughs> and you're just raw, natural charisma. Thanks. Yeah, it's all of that combined. Just, <laughs> I, I can't help it. I can't help it. <laughs> so damn good looking. I know it doesn't help that I'm just staring at you the whole time. 
I've stared at you more than I've stared at any other person in my life. <laughs> I feel so special right now, you all. You're welcome. I just, wow, I am <laughs> probably blushing right now. My rosy, rosy cheeks. Tell them what happened. Here's what happened. Jeez, get to it. <laughs> now it's my fault. I see how it is. Look, Mrs. Ellison, uh, Mary, if you will, is um, she? She's like, I'm gonna help you uh, stack this thing in this wood pile. It's gonna be great. So we ha- we we stash we stash the cash drawer in the wood pile. Nice. Um, and we're like, but they're not coming till closing time. Like, what's the rush? What's what's the rush? Got good, it. Good lord. We are nailing pronunciations today. Pronunciations are upmost indubitably wonderful today. So she smiles and she's like, look, people are motivated by easy money. They become impatient. So sure enough, pretty soon, like we stack the last log on this pile and we look up to see Stan and Fred coming from the forest. And we're like, where's your shotgun at? And she says, I hit it. It would only cause problems. And we're like, what? We're like, the whole point was like, slam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Right, like, you know, you like- have the shotgun. That's why we hung around. What are you crazy lady? She is. And so she's like, what can I do for you, gentlemen? And Stan says, get inside. And she shoves there. And he shoves us both inside of the store. And then they're like, open the cash register. And Mrs. Ellison, like, pushes the no sale key. And she's like, here you go. And Stan's like, empty? Where's all the money? Where's my moolah at? And then she says nothing. (laughs) No. She completely tells them the truth. She goes... I hid it under the wood pile. I knew you were coming. Your conversation in the cabin was overheard. And so then they're like, sit on the steps. And so like we go sit on the steps and we watch them as they head over to the wood pile. And Fred is just upset. He's like, this will take forever. Make them help too. And we're like, great. We can maybe pick up a piece of wood and like, like knock one of them out. Knock them out. Yeah, yeah. Just whack them with a piece of wood. Yeah. But, but the stand's too smart, and he's like, and give him a chance to swing a log at us, we'll do it alone. So we sit there, and we watch them, and we're like, we gotta stop them, Mrs. Ellison, what are you doing? And she's just, like, grinning, she's like, they'll stop each other, she whispers back at us. And then Fred finds it, and he, and he tugs at the drawer, and he gets it out of the wood pile. And Stan shouts, and he's like, let me have it! And Fred's like, ah, I found it! And so then they start grabbing pieces of wood and swinging them at each other. And so, like, we watch, quite amused for a little bit, as they, like, fight over this what? cash drawer. But it's for both of them. Right. Well, you know, people get greedy, Chad. It happens. Uh. They're convicts. You know, it's in their nature. <laughs> <laughs> really judgy of us. Yeah, that was a bit harsh, but... Look. But hey, what else? Look, 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 shoe fits, look. Man. Like at the end of it, both of them are like lying dazed and hurt on top of this wood pile. And Mrs. Ellison's like, "Now it's time for me to get the shotgun. You go back to your tower with Jason and you radio for help." So, uh, really soon, the convicts are in custody. Great. And we we like ask Mrs. Ellison. We're like, "Mary, look, are you psychic or something? How did you know they were gonna fight each other?" And she just laughed. She's like, human nature. Did you think I'd been to Henry's tree or something? Ha, ha, ha. We're like, oh, oh did we ever say anything about Henry's yeah, tree to we, her? We didn't. Well, we, we mentioned Henry. And I guess everybody we knows about We were looking Henry's for Henry. Tree. Right. Well, but I, we I never guess, said anything about his tree. Look, if Jason knows about the tree, he's writing in his book. Everybody knows about the magical tree. Okay. It's, it's, like, it's like main folklore. Everybody knows uh, about it. It's the area. It's the forest of fear, which has not been very frightening at all. Anyway, we're like, that's not very funny about Henry's tree. Tomorrow, we're going to find that tree, and um, that's about it. So. That's the end. That's that's the end. That's pretty. That's the end. Of, yeah, that's the end. The convicts are taken into custody. We are still determined to find this tree, and that's it. That's awful. That's it. That makes it's, me so angry. It's not great. It's not great. No, it makes me so angry. I can see. I mean, like, we got the cons, I guess. Whatever. I mean, like, look, everything ended happily. Sure. It's one of those things where, like... Except for nothing exciting uh, happened. Well, no. It was exciting. It just didn't have anything to do with where the story started from. or fear, or a spirit tree, or that cousin moccasin shoe. Here's where we went wrong, Chad. 
we went to Henry's house. Yeah. So, obviously, we have to go back and read more of Jason's story. That's what I think. I think so, too. I think that's the only logical choice. That's here. really all that we, yeah. Like, I don't think I'm interested in really going back to any of our other options. Because most of our other options have to do with this convict storyline. Whereas if we go back and try to read more of his story, then it would potentially lead us into a more interesting, perhaps more frightening okay, story. Okay, except the only other one Okay, is if we went to Henry's house mm -hmm. and then went back to the lookout right. immediately, right. Jason might phone for help, or maybe he would go to help, giving us an opportunity... To read more of said book. Nope. I disagree. I highly doubt that's what would happen if we choose that choice. Maybe Henry shows up at the cabin to go help. Nope. Maybe we meet Henry. Nope. Maybe. Nope. I highly doubt anything. We get to go to the river race. Anything that happens after we make the choice to go to Henry's cabin is going to deal directly with the convict storyline. That is my... I am super not into the convict storyline. Well, because we it's crushed over. it. Yeah. Crushed we it. accomplished that whole storyline. So, we should start afresh. Okay. Well, before we do... Yeah. If you don't mind me just taking a, a um, minute... Please. Uh, you can find the page. We're going to turn ahead. to page 73. We'll go to 73. Uh, so, just a couple things. Real quick. I don't like to take up too much of the time in the middle of a, of a great story. Oh, really? But I uh, just wanted to remind you guys that you can find us on the line at cherrypodcast.com. We have links to all the episodes there. We have links where you can find us on all the social media. Uh, like we alluded to excitedly earlier, we're now on Instagram. So you can follow us on Insta at cherrypodcast now, which is something we should have done two years ago. Right. But we didn't. So, no. <laughs> welcome to 2018, Cherik. We have Instagram. Good to be here. And what else? Oh, sponsors. Do we have a sponsor? Yes. We, we do have a sponsor. Um, our sponsor is Baroni Italian Eatery. Baroni Italian Eatery. I discovered it the other day, so I had a couple days off last week mm -hmm. and was kind of bebopping around town with some folks. Uh, stumbled in there, just this tiny little hole-in-the-wall place here in Kansas City. You know, you'd walk past it a million times, mm -hmm. but man, um, Peter, Peter Baroni, who owns that place, he is a wizard you know, with the sauce, man, like that guy, he can whip out some Italian eats mm. like nobody else. I got to try this. Yeah. No, you haven't been there. I, 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 I talked to him and, and we got to just chatting kind of one of those places like you can kind of sit at the counter and kind of chat. Right. Or, you know, right. Right. Some booths. It's just really small. It's really informal. And, uh, you know, Peter, he's always out there around just kind of chatting with the, with the people who are eating. And, uh, you know, got to talk to him about the pod, and surprisingly, he'd heard of it from a friend of his. We get around, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so he's like, hey, give me a shout on your pod, and, and bring Eric back sometime, and, you know, dinner's on me. So Sweet. We'll need to okay. make that happen soon. Date night. Yeah, so uh, Baroni's, <laughs> Baroni's Italian eatery, you guys. Here's a question. Does anybody call him Peteroni? Like like pepperoni? Yeah. Like pe uh, not, no, I don't think so. Peter Baroni. I don't think we should Peter because Roni. we still need to cash in on that free dinner before we start making fun of him on the air. I'm not making fun of him. I think that's kind of clever. Peter Baroni? Yeah. No, no, just Peter Baroni. He wouldn't. Baroni's, you don't think he'd appreciate that? Baroni's Italian eatery. Okay. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. For having a wonderful place to eat and for supporting our podcast. No, it's beautiful. You guys should, you guys should look it up. Will do. I'll do it right after we're done here. Great and then wine, we'll, and then great we'll food, go get some, uh, some great food. people. Yeah. Yeah. Great everything. Mm-hmm. So great. So, uh, I mean, we don't have much of a debate here. No. We're going back to We're going to go back to, to the choice. very first choice we've made. That's right. We are. And uh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to see what happens. Here we go. All right. 
Psych. Hey guys, just kidding. Uh, actually, so fun story. We recorded this pod uh, a few days ago, and it got actually really, really super long. It got a little out of control. But the second part of this podcast, you guys, it's so much better. It's than really this out nonsense of that we just went through, and um, so we split it up. Yeah, and we're gonna do it as a two-parter. So you just listen to part one. Um, and part two will be released in a couple weeks. Yes. So, so, you know, sit tight, get excited. It's potentially the scarier half of this story. For sure. For dum, sure. Because, you know, this first half wasn't yeah. very frightening at all. So, um, anyway. yes, we're going to leave you on the edge of your seats here. So. And, you know, hey, just so you don't miss out, as always, I've been Chad. Oh, yes. And I have been Eric. And together. We have been. Cherry. All right, so uh, catch in a few weeks to uh, wrap up and conclude this marvelous episode. The forest of fear, y'all. It's about to get real. Mm-hmm. Real fury in the forest. Okay, we'll catch you later. Bye, y'all. Peace, love, and cherish. <laughs>